This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You in? Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to the Blues Focus podcast. Uh, tonight I'm joined with Jamie and Zach with uh, coming off the back of a very, very good performance. Um, so lads, this is going to be a very interesting podcast to talk about. Um, how we got on last night and what the future of the club looks like after a what was a bouncing atmosphere. But uh, I'll come to you first, Jamie. Uh, your thoughts after um, your bet didn't come right last night, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, listen, I was I was confident, but like we said on the pod, as well, a point is a great result against this Burnley team. It was the hardest. It was always going to be the hardest test we had at St Andrews this season so far. They were class. You could see everything about them. Uh, in terms of my bet, I was devastated when you know they went one little mainly because you know seven hundred and fifty quid sitting there if Dean had scored, he did go for a bicycle kick. <laughs> oh we all saw God. it. It nearly <laughs> went in. I, uh, you know, I nearly screamed. You know, but you know we move and you know it was a great performance. I'm I'm chuffed a bit of how we played the work rate especially. Yeah, it was astonishing. Yeah. Does that give us your thoughts? Yeah, completely agree. For such a good result against what is such a good Burnley side, you can tell the way they keep the ball and move it around. You know, they're going to do, despite, you know, I thought they were quite poor for their standards yesterday, but you can tell you get little glimpses that they're going to have a very good season. But I mean, for us, yeah, a brilliant result. We've got such a tough run of games coming up, haven't we? I mean, we've got Blackburn, mm. QPR, those. Like, I mean, I think. In the next two weeks, we play the top, you know, three in the championship all in a row, which is just crazy, isn't it? But in terms of last night, oh, I just, uh, just another good result. Again, I think that's eight unbeaten now. Like, for us, that's just unbelievable, isn't it? So, no, everyone on the pitch last night, just superb, weren't it? It's unbelievable for us with the team that we've got as well and the yeah. situation we're in on uh, financially and off the pitch as well. Um, mm-hmm. it was amazing, yeah. I mean, the atmosphere as well. I mean, like, yeah. What did you guys think to us? Yeah, um, I thought it was great. I thought it was great, especially after the goal, because I remember Bernie's goal. The away fans in the top right corner were really giving it, weren't yeah, they? Yeah. To the uh, <laughs> to the fans to their left, and then oh, as soon as we scored, we did it back. So oh, and that atmosphere last night was brilliant. It seemed a bit more. I actually didn't see the attendance, but it just seemed a bit more packed. It's nice to see as as we're sort of building up results. A few more fans just coming through the gate and just. Mm. maybe St Andrew's getting back to the way it was 
Is it the same for you, Jamie? What do you think the atmosphere? Well, the atmosphere was fantastic. Um, you know, I'll give Burnley some credit as well. They took a good yeah. away following. My yeah. God, did they like? They took some fans. My favourite moment of the game by far is when they took the lead and they started single the top of the league, and then we scored yeah. four minutes later. He just heard all the Blues fans going top of the league for 10 yeah. seconds. Oh, <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, it's brilliant. Really good. Was it four minutes it, they'd had the lead, or was it, it was six? Like 70, 76 yeah, six, and 80, I think it was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, six minutes they had the lead. And, and normally if we'd, uh, if we'd go 1-0 down in a game, it'd be game over, wouldn't it? But under yeah. this Eustace team, oh, we, we could have won it, to be fair. That four really minutes at time yeah. had a few chances. Though. I think it was Hogan, wasn't it? Longolo played a ball into the box. He fizzed it. Yes. Hogan inches so away from it. Inches away. We we could have won that game 2-1 easily. They wanted that final whistle more than we wanted it. Put yeah. it that way, but it was yeah. 100%. And um, I know it's probably a later talking point, but you name me a manager in the last five years at Birmingham City who'd have the absolute bollocks to put Jukovic at left wing, Troy Deeney at right wing, and it worked <laughs> to an absolute treat. Not Unreal. Even Monk, not even Monk would do that. No, right. no. But I no, he got no. But again, good decisions. Like just touching on it quickly. Like yeah, when when I saw it was Djokovic or was it Job and George Hall that came on together? I can't quite remember. No, it was Duke and George Duke Hall that and came George. on. Mm. And you and you see, you think to yourself, oh, an eighteen-year-old is maybe still a little bit unproven or whatever, and a 33, 34 year old striker. You know, you think, oh, are they the best changes? But it worked. It worked a treat, didn't it? Because that pass from George Hall into Hogan for the goal. Um, and Deeney as well. The through ball from Deeney to George Hall on the mm. on the right was it was beautiful, wasn't it? And in a weird sort of way, Duke was involved with that goal too, because although he didn't have direct involvement, he's run off mm. the back of the defense, sort of dragged and sort of yeah. distracted them for a little bit. Hogan makes the inside run and then it was a quality finish. I mean, like what what, really what nice do you think to it? Yeah. Really nicely taken. It was he, he was he was having to stretch quite a bit, wasn't he? Um, but you could just see. I love goals like that because you could just see the attackers running into the box. You could see the Burnley defenders sort of slightly behind Hogan. Everyone was screaming for that ball into the box for George Hall to to reach Hogan. And oh, it was a a really nicely worked goal. And again, it's nice to see Deeney contributing because I feel sort of at the start of the season he was very quiet but recently he's just seems to be getting more involved in games yeah. um but no beautiful goal weren't it he's leveled up hasn't he um mm-hmm. we'll, we'll we'll sort of have a bit of a rundown of the game um so I, I think we could talk about Burnley a little bit um I mean they played well I think they did uh, I feel like they controlled the game pretty well um but the, were, were they a little bit wasteful in front of goal in parts what do you think Jamie Wasteful, I wouldn't say wait. I'd say they came close once or twice. I think every team at the minute, company said it himself, we knew this was going to be an ugly game to play against us. Or we are not a nice team to play against. Mm. You know, that back three are solid as a rock usually. They were a little shaky at times last night, but I think Burnley just knew they were in for a tough, tough day at the office. Mm. And I think, you know, they tried and they huffed and they puffed with the ball and you could see that Premier League class with the ball, but yeah. you know, getting in front of goal, their main threat for me wasn't Rodriguez, it was Tello. You know the yeah, the, the little Brazilian guy. Yeah, the striker. Oh, I think is gone. it the striker, the lad who's got like four or five goals this season so yeah, far. I'm not quick, sure. He is, he is oh, quick, isn't he? He looked. He looked. I think if there was going to be a goal last night, it was going to come through him, wasn't it? On the ball, he certainly looked like a very good player, and obviously, if he's bagged four or five for Burnley this season already. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree, though. I don't necessarily think... I think I expected more from Burnley. I think because they're such a possession-based team, they're so, I mean, I said this, they're so patient. They're waiting for the perfect opportunity to break through. Like, you'll often see different teams just shoot from 20, 25 yards. You're not going to get that from that Burnley team. They're constantly waiting for that perfect pass through our defence. I think they had 70% possession last night. And they're like, yeah. yeah, they've kept the most possession in the 92, I think, out of all the teams. So, they probably could have created more chances. I feel there was one too many passes in there from them at times. I mean, they Rodriguez hit the post, what, 20th close, minute or yeah. something. In the first few minutes, they did have one or two opportunities. So I'd say a few chances were a little bit wasteful. Potentially, they could have done better. But I'm just surprised that, you know, we've seen this Burnley team in the past just lump the ball forward, haven't we, to the big striker. But now they're just it's tick-attack of football. I was, yeah. I said at half time, I was like, this feels like we're Sean Dyche in Burnley. We are shit hells <laughs> in Burnley. And it felt great. Yeah, it was it was it, it was almost jarring at times to see like a, a team in Claret and Blue playing pretty decent football. I mean, I'm always used to seeing them <laughs> throw themselves into footballers and then roll around on the floor like they've <laughs> just been shot. Um <clears throat> Grealish. <clears throat> oh God, developing a bit of a cough. Oh, here. brilliant! I love. I I'll never. Th- I love that. Uh, one thing I love Kyle to bell for is that challenge on Grealish early on. Oh, I think yeah. it was the last time we played it, wasn't it? <laughs> Fucking oh, brilliant, honestly. That set the tone for the derby, didn't it? Oh, I love. <laughs> it was that. literally like weren't even a minute in, was it? He just full sent for him, snapped him. Let him know there. He had Bang. no intentions of going for the ball. Zero. Just. Do you want to know? Do you want to know something a little creepy, but in the context of things, it probably wasn't. My science teacher in high school uh, was a Villa fan, um, which God knows how, because I live up in the north. So how the hell that's even a coincidence? I've no idea. But I had had him pretty much all through my science years. And uh, I, I think it was in the week of that derby game. I finished a test early and I decided to flip over my back, uh, flip over the test and do a little drawing on the back. And it is literally Michael Kiftenbell taking out Jack Grealish. And he'll be able to back me up on that because I still think <laughs> he brilliant. has it. But honestly, it, it was honestly, it was like absolutely identical to it. I literally, <laughs> I, I wish I had it still because it was like so perfect. It was like, oh, honestly, uh, it's like I predicted the future. If, I I, if, if I'd have predicted the fact that we we're going to lose 1 0 as well, I might as well not have done this. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. It'd be a week but, to get oh. over that, dude. That that Clifton Bell challenge, oh, it's just, just brilliant, weren't it? Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, it's nice man. having a team that we feel like does that kind of stuff again now as well. Yeah, like with like, players like Hannibal and those type of players. Who was, I was just going to say, special mention Hannibal. to yeah. him. Oh, God, he's just, he's a ball of energy, that kid, and he, like, he's skillful. He's, oh, his feet are just unreal. Like. I love him. I love him. Falling in love with him, I think. You can't fall in love with a lone Yeah, player, I was about to say I, that, yeah. <laughs> when he was geeing up the crowd as well before yeah. a quarter and everyone's going like, oh, I love him. He's, he's he's everywhere as well, isn't he? We've had we've had players that are everywhere in the past, probably the likes of Kyfton Beld and, and those sort of players, but Hannibal's just a step up from that. He's everywhere, Absolutely. but he does everything so well, doesn't he? You're, you're always worried he's going to pick up a yellow or make a horrendous challenge at some point, but... His, his passion and want to win, just how he gets involved. And and like you said, Jamie, it's, it's a, his ability on the ball for mm. what is a holding midfielder, oh, he's superb. Honestly, it's, superb. It's surprising, isn't it? Because typically players like who are so reckless like yourself, 
you know, they're, they're not the best footballers, you know, prime yeah. example, Ivan Sunic, you know, yeah. got all the ability, uh, got all the ones, but none of the ability. So it's, yeah. it's nice and refreshing to see someone who comes into the team and goes, who's got the attitude and he's got the ability as well. And that's why Man United definitely got him in there. I think that's why they're, 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 um, they're trying to make a player, a player out of him. And I feel like coming yeah. to us does that for him. Um, he was fantastic, wasn't he? Um, any other standout players that come to mind, Zach, from last night? Um, I thought Colin was good last night. Mm. Really solid performance from Colin. I, to be fair, the whole back line again, although we, we conceded, you know, the our defence recently has just been from John Ruddy to the full-backs to the centre-halves. Honestly, phenomenal. Like, a team like Burnley, they should be peppering us all game, but they're just, we're just not, there's no team that's just threatening us really at the moment. Like I said, eight games unbeaten. We haven't conceded too many goals in that time. I think defensively against such a strong side, it was a, the whole back line another brilliant performance. Hundred percent, yeah. What 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 do you make to that, Jamie? Agree. Um, I can't signal out a player who had a bad game. If I'm honest, I. <laughs> You know, I was I had a family sat behind me last night and at one point in the sixtieth minute they turned around and they went, Felix been fucking shit and I took every ounce of my like energy and not turn around and go, What fucking game are you watching? What? what? <laughs> were they Burnley fans? What were they watching? They were literally Burnley and Felix been shit and I was like, it's one of those double takes you have to go. Wait, what hang on, what did you just say? <laughs> you really just said that's that's nuts. That's I, nuts. I, I Again, he, he, again, he was solid last night, though, wasn't he? It's nice oh, having... I, I think it was a good decision from Eustace in the end because as good as Bakuna was on the weekend against such an attacking side, it's nice to have those two defensive midfielders in the middle just agree, to yeah. shut out so much more opportunities from them. Um, I, I, again, it was nice to see Bakuna come on. He definitely deserved it and, again, looked good. But starting with those two defensive midfielders, I think 100% the right call. Mm. Oh, God, yeah. It was um, that that midfield midfield was uh, remind me of it. I can't remember now. It, it was, was Belik, Belik, Hannibal Chong. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I'm, I'm talking of Belik, the 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 opportunity that he had when he comes to the edge of the box and just absolutely smashed this. I mean, wow. I've talked about this before, right? And oh. I need your hypothetical scenario of what happened if that, what would have happened if that had gone in. I know. Wow. We'll come, Zach, we'll come to you first. The funnier answer. I, I, would, <laughs> I said to you before the podcast, I would have cried tears of joy. It would have been incredible. The way he connects with it, it's like the thing is that that could go so wrong as well because you've got to weight the pass perfectly from the corner. You've then got to strike the ball perfectly. And it only looked a few yards away from the, the top corner, mm. didn't it? So unbelievable. And I said at the time as well, it's so nice to have a team that's confident enough to do that mm. because you often see the top teams try these sort of things because they can afford to they can afford to do it with a team like us in a pat in the past if we get an opportunity it's precious so we've got to make the most of it we can't do anything like that but it's nice to see that confidence to go for things like that 100%, um, and just yeah. try something different but oh if that went in oh my god it would have been the best goal i've ever seen blue score ever no doubt i don't know actually maybe nah, yeah. no- I uh, no doubt that would that would have been incredible, incredible. I feel like I've seen one that's 
just as good maybe i don't know i can't work it out now i can't i, I can't think of one i've seen in recent years that's been just as yeah good. not for a long time that's for sure no not not since you've been in the championship i wouldn't say but i'm trying to think of goals prior to that um, i'll always recall cameron jones 40 yard at Anthony. oh yeah i mm. i i watched that game on my Nintendo Wii, that's how old that game is. Honestly, wow. I, I fucking wow. not even joking. You, it had <laughs> we had a website link, um, and it took us to watching the game. It was in one forty four p, which is like the lowest of low standard <laughs> definition. Um, and watching the goal go in was like in pixels, but we could sort of vaguely hear the commentary because <laughs> we were broke at the time, so we couldn't afford to play for Sky or whatever. So we just like literally oh. watching that goal go in, like. That's it's just like amazing. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That is that's brilliant. But that that could be a contender then. Aside yeah. from that, I certainly can't think of any that would have been better than that. <laughs> uh Jamie, what would you have done if you if I'd so, got well actually so, both scenarios? If Bielik had scored that goal and if Harley Dean scored that over it kick uh, as well. So I was sat obviously where I'm sat is the the stand not next to the away fans, but the other side in the corner. So I was pretty much had the perfect angle to see in lads. When I tell you, Bielik's shot was an inch. And I mean an <laughs> inch from the post. Like it was swerving into the goal as well. Like he hit that. Oh, he hit that perfect. Like um, I think I would have just broke down into tears probably and just gone <laughs> mad. Like I think I'm very emotional. <laughs> I think I, would, I just I don't know. How'd you react to a goal like that? You would have just gone mental, wouldn't you? Like I think yeah. the whole there might have been a pitch invasion. It may be. You know, Vincent <laughs> Company probably just run on himself and just go, what's just happened? Like, I think uh, I would have, I mean, this is never going to happen, but I would have ran down the aisle, jumped onto the pitch, jumped onto the back of Christian Bielik and then just ran down the tunnel and called the game off there. Just like yeah. that's, the game's over yeah. there. You can't come back from that, honestly. We deserve Ref, the lead on. for that. No, a goal can... like that deserved a little... To tell you what, though, if he'd scored that, Derby County would want him back even more, wouldn't they? So maybe it's a small blessing in disguise that he hasn't scored one of the best goals in Birmingham City history. So... Jesus, who knows? Man. Who knows? He's going to get one soon. I'm telling you, boys, he's getting yeah. closer and closer yeah. by the game. He is. Yeah, he is. He is. It's going to happen. Building, he's happen. building. <laughs> he's building. It. And oh, if, if Harley had scored that over a kid, I can't get it out of my head. I literally just remember watching it bounce in the box and just seeing Harley perform like some overhead. And I was like, is this, is it? Oh. If it is, he, he'd have scored that one. Again, going back to our Stitch scenarios, he'd have scored that one. Jamie would have pulled his top off and started lassoing it round his head, running onto the pitch and acting all crazy. And uh, Harley Dean would have just gone. <laughs> Started shrugging. Yeah, he would have done. He would have done. So remind me, that would have been... So you put it on Harley Dean to score and Blues Burn to win one, one, one And that would have been... To one. And I put a wow. fiver on. How much is that? If you'd it would have been that? 750 and then I would have got the five. 755 I would have got back. Fucking hell. Wow. That would have been bad, would it? We should have like a little uh, little segment of this podcast just called like Jamie Betts. And then, you know, just sort yeah. of like, what's his bet this what's week? What's he betting on this week? <laughs> One's got to come in one day, hasn't it? Uh, Belick 1 0, bicycle kick or volley, whatever, against Flatbird at the weekend. I've had my fair share of close hackers that have broke my heart, boys. I can't I can't <laughs> fall into this trap. I wouldn't no. I put a five on once and would have got £1,500 and I lost. Oh. And one result, which was Arsenal drew 0-0 with Southampton at the Emirates, and it was the season they got Ozil. Yeah, fucking hell, that's that's devastating. That is, I can oh, feel your yeah, pain already. Like, so, like, but 
there's um yeah. there's a great clip on twitter it's from like a couple of months ago now um but i think that i think they're aussies i think they're from australia and uh, they're at some horse racing events and uh, they're all gathering around this phone on somebody's phone that they've been uh, looking at his account and it's got like 200 quid in it but then there's like they're all crowding around him and screaming refresh refresh and he does finally do it and it like takes about a couple of seconds pops up 23 grand <laughs> oh horse betting. God. Imagine. <laughs> it's amazing Imagine. they're all like crying and hands in the air and everything <laughs> that's <laughs> oh. brilliant imagine a bet like that i tell you what i i've given up with the old bets because uh i was mm. scrolling through my paddy power account the other day and i don't think i've won since april and i thought okay if i haven't <laughs> won since april i've probably got to call it a day because i am horrific at it horrific yeah. so uh yeah bets are bets are done for me i think yeah i've never done any betting before but um don't you? Don't yeah do it. no I'm no no. no way <laughs> pissing money up the wall Money up the wall. You no pissed point. it all up the wall. Yeah, uh, no point. No point. God. Right, let's let's get back to football because we're too busy yeah. talking about betting. <laughs> um, we're 14th in the table currently, 20 points. Uh, this is mostly from your um uh, I took this bit from your uh, reaction video, mm. Zach. Um, mm. which well done on that. I thought that was very good. I oh, really enjoyed you. that. Um, thank you. 20 points, six points from the relegation zone, four off the playoffs. Which way are we going on Saturday? Are we going up the table or are we going down the table? Oh, it's tricky, isn't it? I think, I, I, I think we said last podcast that Burnley is the biggest test so far this season. I now think Blackburn away is a bigger test than that. They're top of the league. Away from home makes things tricky. I think yesterday I would have been disappointed, to be fair, with the form we're on if we hadn't gotten at least a point. Yeah. Because I think at home, the way we're playing 100%, anything we get, on Saturday is a complete bonus for me because genuinely I expect to come away with nothing because they are on it. I think Blackburn, the way they're playing at the moment, some of the players they got they got on the pitch. I mean, Brereton, Diaz, all that, all that oh, sort of stuff. Him. They are quality. They are a step up from Burnley, in my opinion. So I, I, I can't see us picking up anything this weekend. I want to be optimistic. You know, against Burnley, the closer it got, the more optimistic I got. So the same might happen again this week. But for me. I can't see us picking up anything against Burnley, to be honest. Mm. I'm just looking at the Blackburn team and I'm just like trying not to cry. Like, Burnley, Quality. Like, Bereton Diaz, Bradley fucking Dak. Oh, Sam yeah. Gallagher. Sam Gallagher, yeah. Watch Sam Gallagher bury one past us now. Like, I'll just be crying. He's been there for a while now, hasn't he? Um, he, he couldn't, get, he couldn't hit a cow's ass with us. He was absolutely oh, woeful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's been great since he's gone back. Mm. Well, it, it better does, at least. I don't know, but I'm not a Blackburn fan, of course. Mm. But no, they've yeah. certainly got a good team. It's it's going to be a really, really tricky game. I I, I think it could be a what one two nil Blackburn. I don't think we're not going to concede loads of goals because that's not the type of team we are at the moment. Mm. Um, but I, I I certainly can't see us winning the game. So I'd go a one two nil Blackburn maybe. What's their defense like? <laughs> Let's have a look. Um, because I'm not too sure, you know. I know that they don't have like the biggest names players in the in the no. division. That's for sure. No, I think um, because Bradley, that's quite recently come back from injury, hasn't he? Um, there's no reason we can't re snap that injury into place. <laughs> Get Hannibal on him. Yeah. <laughs> Hannibal, you got one job left. <laughs> um, right lads we're gonna to have to play this game with 10 men that's the idea right bradley <laughs> dak annabelle you get him 
gets and then so you get yellow yeah diaz next yeah <laughs> i don't recognize many of these names you know guys i yeah, don't recognize many daniel ayala i recognize ex- oh yeah Burra, maybe don't know. yeah he did yeah we, we were yeah, interested yeah. in when karanka was uh manager yeah callum britain ex barnsley i think recognize him right but lewis travis hayden carter dominic yeah, I don't recognise too many of them to be fair. Mm. Wonder who they've uh, put in goal these days. I mean, I mean to be fair, is I I think it's almost irrelevant because I've watched a few like highlights and some of the goals they score through Bereton Diaz and the way Bradley Dackey links up with him is is quality. And I, Sam Gallagher, I I think for Blackburn he's he's been doing all right. I don't know if he starts. I, I I'm trying to think who else they'd play up top. Mm. Um, well, they, they used to have Adam Armstrong, didn't they? So that's yes, a relief he's did, not there. Absolutely. But certainly going forward, they've got a, a very good very good team. So, yeah, it's going to be very tough for us on the weekend. I'd take a point. Right yeah, now, I'd happily I completely walk agree. away. But in typical Blues fashion, we could always win 1-0. And just, let's be honest, the Burnley game, I'm going to go back to it. Our one mistake, our one major mistake in that game gave them their goal. Yeah. <laughs> we frustrated a very good team last night. No, I completely agree. Um Longello was it, it's disappointing for Longello to concede something like that. Um, because obviously he's done very well and I mean he created an amazing chance in the first half. He Bergkamp <laughs> two play uh, Bergkamp flipped oh, two players, no. put it in the box, and then Dini Lock rolls it into Ho- into Colin and then we just oh, that that would have been goal of the season, that yeah, hundred oh. percent. Again, he looked good last night, though. I thought, except for the goal, which is just miscontrol, slip, whatever you want to call it. it it's just unfortunate, to be honest. But mm. again, he looked good last night. Going forward, he looked brilliant. You're right, Tommy. That that first, those two flicks, first half, and the ball he put into the box, that was unreal. But as far as a left wing back goes, he's, he's a solid, solid option. And again, I thought last night he was really good. Mm. Um. So. Score predictions then. Let's have a quick let's have a quick um score prediction for that and then we can talk a little bit more about the game. Uh Jamie, lock and load. One no blues, Ali didn't uh, <laughs> one, one. imagine one one, you know, like I think I don't see many teams beating us. Um I just think if Blackburn score early, we're in a lot for a long day at the office. But I think if we can do what we did against Burnley and hold them off and restrict them and you know, make teams worry about us on the counter-attack. Mm, you know, Eustace sure. seems to have gone... We seem to have a manager now that instead of worrying about what the other team's got, which is we do a little bit, you know, teams fear what we can do more now. Yeah. And it's nice to see. 100% agree. I think in the past, we've always adapted the way we play dependent on how the opposition play. We've always... Whatever their strengths are, we've, we've set up around that. But now we're sort of starting to build a bit of our own identity and just a bit of a play style in terms of having very attacking wing backs, yet still holding a formation like a defensive formation. It's it's really nice to see us not just coming into a game and thinking this is how this team plays, so this is how we should set up. It's nice to see us okay. This is how we play, and we're going to bring the game to them. It's it's amazing to see. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a bit of confidence for the team that is, isn't it? Then mm, for yeah. sure, for sure. It's, it's... In... Oh, well, no, sorry, no, I was just going to say, in, ter- in terms of a result this weekend, like I said, yeah, I could see 1-2-0 Blackburn, to be honest. Mm. See, I want to say that we can win, 
there again. I haven't seen much of Blackburn this season. That's the thing. So I feel like uh, I, I, got, I think I'm going to go with Jamie, actually. I think 1-1 because I can't see us conceding that many, um, which I yeah. think we've all sort of agreed with the fact that we won't get beat like we did 4-0 last season, um, yes. which was... Uh, right pain that was because it was freezing cold i had to scan my flipping covid pass which i wasn't particularly <laughs> happy in, happy in doing um as well as the fact that we then got gone and got thumped four nil you know it was just yeah, yeah it was mental that game that was yeah. that was when was that boat you're playing you played a bunch of youngsters that game and he completely changed the team was that that I game so it was yeah. i can't really remember anike started so that's for one yeah, I think he's our best striker at least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, one for the record books. Uh, Nike, our best striker on the pitch. <laughs> oh man! <No. laughs> but yeah, that 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 game, I I, I do remember it because I remember. I think it was is when Bowie came in. It was our last ten games. I think that was the second to last game of the season or something. No, no, he secured it. us safety, hadn't he? What the Blackburn at home or away game? The away one, I think I'm thinking. No, no, away was in December last season. Oh, was it? And the the Blackburn at home game was the last game of the season. What game am I thinking? There was one game where Bowyer just completely changed the team and made it really, really full of youngsters and a really good team. It the might end been of a couple of season. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. I think it was a couple of games before the Blackpool game. Yeah, maybe all right then. Somewhere maybe all right. Then. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I, I'm glad those days are over, to be quite honest. Even though I love Boya, it was painful to watch in the end. And it was like, um, yeah, it, we've used this. We've kind of got a bit of a clean slate, really, because he is a, a Birmingham lad. I don't know how much of a Blues fan he is. He says he's, he said that in the interview um, last night. Uh, he said he watched the Blues from 12 to 16. Um, and I'm not too frustrated. I'm not upset if he's not a Blues fan because obviously we've had managers before who aren't Blues fans. Um, so I think it's kind of good that we've got somebody who at least has like a bit of an understanding. It was the same with Boya, but also has like a really, really solid coaching career as well. The, the, all, all the things he's done with QPR and he's, he's he's got his understanding with the team and he's not afraid to use the youngsters. You know, he, he's proven himself to be a, a championship manager, which is what he's doing this season. Yeah, 100%. And it's, it's nice he's doing it, given the amount of doubt he had when he was coming in. 100%, I think yeah. we saw that appointment, and I remember just seeing the comments underneath it, oh, we're going down right this season. I'll start fresh in one next season. But yeah. he's coming, and he's, he's doing such a fantastic job, and the way he's setting up the team, and is like I, I keep saying the word adaptability, but I genuinely mean it, because we haven't seen it, I don't think, since forever since we've gone yeah. into the championship i don't think we've seen a manager like it so it's just brilliant to see him doing so well given the sort of doubt or the the, the sort of worry blues fans had when he first came in the season yeah i think yeah. aside from monk and hewton i think he's he, he's in that top three bracket i think or maybe rowett as well um mm. but we've we've been in a a long period of time now where we haven't had football that's been this entertaining to watch you know, yeah. we've been really exciting these past few games. Yeah. yeah, it no longer feels like a chore to watch Blues, does it? I remember last season, yeah. like, I'd Blues would be playing or whatever, and I'd be like, I really, really don't want to go or don't want to watch <laughs> on TV. But now I'm, like, excited for the next game and can't wait for one. So, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, last few comments, anything to sort of mention? Um, 
actually maybe QPR, Jamie. What 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 do you think to that? We've got that afterwards on Friday night. Who are currently top of the league? Fan, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's good, isn't it? Like, <laughs> you know, thanks to the FL. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'd, let's see how we get on at Blackburn, but. You just kind of hope October. This month was always going to be the hardest month for us coming up. 100%. Like so many games, mm-hmm. we'll just see. You know, what I mean, like in typical Blues fashion, we could always win or we could lose both. Mm. So yeah. you know, I think we've got a good chance. I do. Um, I don't think QPR will stay at where they are. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. I think they will fall away. I don't know what they that. Yeah. I don't know what Those... that top three is going to look like. No, it's tricky. That is, that's. I think that's why the championship's the best division in the world because it's just so topsy turvy. Anyone could yeah. be anywhere. I think QPR are quite a hit and miss team. I think. I think they'll have one really good result one week. I mean, they've been a bit more consistent recently, but they'll have one really good result and then and then quite a poor result out of nowhere. Um, yeah, QPR will be another tough challenge. I think. I think the important thing is if we can go into the World Cup period being around where we are at the moment, I think that that's the big thing, setting us up really well before the break. Because if we have a dip now or a drop in form and we're going into the World Cup 19th, 20th, because, mm. I mean, I, I I like to never get too far ahead of myself. We're doing brilliant at the moment, but football changes very, very quickly. Um, it only takes two or three sort of mediocre to poor results and, you know, we're right back down there. So, if we can just keep a steady flow of decent results coming in and head into the World Cup in a good position, 13th, 14th, whatever, I think that's our longer-term aim at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Building. 100%. Mm-hmm. I think building's a good way to sort of uh, summarise that sort of where we are at the moment, um, which hopefully uh, building can also relate to fixing those freaking stands. Um <laughs> <laughs> we look like a joke, don't we? My mate Matt oh, said man. to me yesterday, he went, the issue is, he went, the fans are up for it, but we just look like a dick. Yeah. To any away fan who walks in. Burnley gets yeah. in last night, your ground's too big for you, and we're all just like, oh, please. I know. Oh, I know. And it's, yeah. it's, it's the painful clips you see afterwards as well of fans commenting below, like, oh, your stadium's half empty. Well, half of it's closed. That's why it's half <laughs> I empty. It's, it's, I think they said, um, I think they said they'd be up for their new season, didn't they? Next season. Uh, I yeah, think they said that anyway. Yeah, so, since COVID started, I've been hearing about these grounds getting fixed. So I'll, until I see it happen, I'm not really. Yeah. Then. Yeah, very true. Just want very it done. <laughs> my, <laughs> final, my final point I wanted to put to you, boys, is obviously George Hall, incredible off the bench, gave us the assist, you know, played well. Does he start? Go on, Tommy. One of your thoughts. Yes, I think he does. Oh, because wow. We'll throw a curveball at them. I think that's the thing. We're expecting them. They're expecting us to start with Chong, Bakuna, and Hannibal, maybe uh, and Bielik as well. But I feel like if we maybe drop Chong, let Bakuna start, and then put Bielik behind him, and then well, they keep both Chong and Hannibal off the bench. They'll come on after both of them have gone into heaven. Uh, both of them have run their course. Bielik will stay on, and then it will keep. Well, uh, George Hall will have got them. Sort of, I can't get, can't spit my words out. But he would have got them nervous in the first half and got yeah. them at them. Um, I think it's good for him to start a game as well. He hasn't started a game for a while, um, so you know, getting prepared and out on the pitch and then getting the kickoff ready and everything. I feel like it will get him sort of sharp and in the mode of um, in the mode of um, being a professional footballer in that environment of starting every game almost. 
so mm. I think pro coval see what it's like, yeah. For a backer back out a win back. Yeah, well, <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah, I think that's oh, I don't know. I think for me, uh, I think George Hall looks a more impactful player off the bench than he does starting at the moment. Mm-hmm. I feel, you know, he's still very young, so you know, he's he's still got a lot of learning to do. And I think and sometimes when he plays the full 78, 90 minutes, whatever, he can go a bit quiet for period. I mean, other players can as well, of course. But I think at the moment, Chong, I think for me, Chong would be the more impactful player in behind the strikers and George Hall. And I think it's nice to have that player off the bench. I mean, imagine being 18 years old, like last night and coming on and thinking, God, one goal and I could win this and just, yeah. you know, set my career. Do you, do you know what I mean? So... I think I think for me I'd stick with pretty much the team we put out last night. Maybe the odd change because October's a heavy month in it. There's so many fixtures, so we do need to rotate players as and when we can. Because we, the last thing we want is injuries. Um, but for me, I think I'd probably stick with Chong and behind the strikers. So I mean, like, I'm no problem with the middle. My issue is obviously with the strikers, like Troy especially. Can Troy handle? 270 minutes in seven days. Yeah, good shout. Potentially mm. not. Potentially oh. not. I mean, I thought he was good last night. He was um, class, and yeah. it's, it's nice to have that leader on the pitch, isn't it? But, you know, he's, what, 32 years old and, you know, his, his, his fitness and stamina isn't what it used to be, is it? So maybe Chong up front, George Hall in behind the strikers, that, that could be a good option. That's, and be, to be fair, be. that would be that would be a, pay, a fairly pacey front three, wouldn't it? So mm. that, 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 that could be a good shout, to be fair. Uh, Jamie, let's uh, give us your starting eleven. Uh, what do you think? I think you go with the same back five, including Ruddy. So six of them. So you go Ruddy, Colin, Sanderson, Harley, Trusty, Longello. Mm-hmm. Bielik has to start. Hannibal, if he can perform like that, he has to. I think Chung looked a little bit tired towards him coming off yesterday. He also was on a yellow. So I don't know. Do you do mm. what you did against Bristol though, and do you drop Troy? Because I don't know if Troy's going to be able to, you know, bring him on for an impact and start Chung up front. So I'd maybe go Hall, Hannibal, Bailey, Chung, Hogan. Mm. So you're going for Hall as well? I think so. Just on the basis that I don't know how Dean is going to hold yeah. up that many games in that short space of time, and him off the bench gives you something different to think about. Yeah, it's true, that is, yeah. Um, the new winger for us that we've learned from last night. I mean, he was interesting playing the right wing last night. It was kind of like like Gardner's played at right mid for a few se- uh, for a bit last season. I mean, it, it does throw a curveball, doesn't it? I, I mean, I've, yeah. I've mentioned that word twice now. That's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but it, it's something to think about, isn't it? It's obviously because you're used to being playing up front all game it, up with your big, tough defenders who are really like six foot five and built like a brick shithouse but then you come up against your smaller more agile left backs and right backs you know it it does cause problems for them so it's something definitely to think about maybe playing him at right wing (laughs) Mm. he's throwing some step overs definitely (laughs) not duke at left wing though like no (laughs) he's just done it so sad he i love duke but he's the slowest footballer i've ever seen in my life duke at left wing oh that would be tragic i won't lie tragic he did. He he had a chance towards the end, didn't he? Mm. Um, where he was just he couldn't couldn't get his feet sorted out, could he? No, it was scrappy, wasn't it? Scrappy. I love Duke. I think, and I've said it for so long. I think 
Djokovic is one of the best headers I've seen of the ball 100%, in yeah. in the wider, not just the championship, not just Blues, like in wider football, he's unbelievable at it. And he's he's been around for so long. He's he's a legend for me. I love Duke, but uh, it's I think off the bench at the moment, he's not the most in. I get why Eustace brings him on five minutes. If we need to defend corners, he's there. If we need to, if we win a corner, could get his head on it. He holds it's up. It's all well, aerial so threat, I, isn't it? Yeah, for sure, for sure. But um, yeah, it's sad to see him getting on and uh, slowing down quite a bit. But there I mean, you go. You could see Burnley's defence, though. They got used to defending Troy for the headers, and then Jukovic comes on, they were yeah. just like, oh, fuck, right. Yeah. Yeah, every time that ball went to Jukovic, he won it, I think, in the air. Mm. And yeah. they were just not enjoying that. Longello was running off him, and it was just like, oh, yeah, yeah like. Mm-hmm. What's your favourite Lucas Jukovic goal? What a question. I've got one in mind, but I'll let you two answer first. No, go on. You go, Tommy. Okay. I want to think about this. I want my, to think. My favourite ever Duke goal is the one he scores against Sheffield Wednesday in the Monk season because we're it's a it's it's one one. It's really close. I think they just had a chance up the other end, and Jota is it Jota? Or is it no? It's Jota. He gets down that right hand side and he lifts it into the back post, and then literally I can't remember exactly what I said but it sort of went with the goal at the time. And he literally, as you see him, jump above the player and get over the top of him and edit down into the ground beneath the in, between the keeper's legs and in. And that was just, like, fantastic, that goal was. Was, was that when we... Was that under... Did you say that was on the Monk? Yeah. I, I was thinking of the game uh, when uh, we beat Sheffield Wednesday and I remember Monk was Sheffield Wednesday manager and Clotet was our manager. And I remember that yeah. being brilliant because just Clotet, I think... Monk had, I can't remember. I think their relationship had gone a bit sour for whatever reason. I just remember Clotet having the biggest smile on his face after that game. But that was, oh, strange, that was yeah. Favorite Duke goal. I, you know what? There's probably so many. I can't really think of a clear one now. One I did like though. I remember it because it, I think it was Bristol City. I think we were like That's two what nil I was up. Gonna say. Yeah, I think we were like two nil up. Lee Camp absolutely pelts it forward from a goal kick. Duke brings it down and just finishes it really nicely. And I think I like that one, not because it was an important goal, but we'd won 3-0. We were having a poor season away from home. I love games under the lights, and it was one of those. I think that's got to be up there as one of my favourite He loved the keeper, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did not have a little and it was on Sky Sports as well. So I remember a few mates who, you know, don't really... Mm. I've got mates who support Man U, Man City, all the big teams. So it's nice to have yeah. your team play on Sky. I have a few mates watching it as well, and just get a few messages saying, "Oh, that was a good win. That was." So I think I think that's one of my favourite two goals. Oh, I, I suppose one I've got as well is I know we didn't win the game, but taking the lead at Villa Park. Oh, oh my god! How did I forget about oh, that? Amazing. That amazing was amazing. That, like, that goal. Uh, yeah. How have we forgotten that one? That was amazing. <laughs> that was. Yeah. That was brilliant. Oh. I watched that game at home, um, obviously because I couldn't get tickets, which really annoyed me. Actually, I remember us getting on the phone, see if we could get like some last-minute ones. We still couldn't. Um, but I literally, when that goal went in, because we had a chance that was pretty similar before. Mahoney swings it in with his left foot, and then it goes towards the back post, and the, there's no there's no one there at first time. But then when he does the second corner, he swings it in and he scores. I I jumped so high, I hit my head off the ceiling. 
literally <laughs> I, I think i've pushed myself off the table a little bit but I, literally, I jumped like that just like celebrating screaming my fucking lungs out and it <laughs> bunked me off the top of the ceiling it was just like oh my god i was so happy because it was the yeah. first time oh, it was the first time we'd scored at villa park since 2004 i want to say Wow. 2005 it took us years to score there honestly even in the games that we played them in the championship we lost we lost them one nil the first one there then two nil and then four two which we shouldn't have lost that game I, i'm still absolutely furious about that yeah i i remember the fourth goal i remember being fuming at it because i yeah. think it was craig garner who, who do you remember who scored villas fourth it was like Hutton. alan fucking Hutton. yeah oh, alan Hutton. The end of oh. harry hill himself I, yeah, I remember being fuming at that goal because so I think Craig Garner just let him run from like the halfway line to the edge of our box and oh, I was guy. But even the Pedersen goal that day, actually, mm. I really enjoyed that one as well because was that to me? I think Pedersen's goal was to make it 3-2, was it? Yeah. And it just gave us a, a little bit of hope, like, oh, a point at Villa Park. The thing ideal, is as well, but... the thing is as well, like Che Adams, and this pains me to say it, but he, I think his bogey team is the Villa because Southampton mm. played them a couple of weeks ago or it might have been pretty recently, but they lost as they lost one nil there yeah. as well, and Adams was just not in the game, yeah, and nice. li- literally he hit the post in that game at Villa Park, and then he had a chance in the second half to have possibly made it three three, um, which just thinking about that 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 scoreline would have been mad. But then in oh. the in the game at home, like Tyrone Minks just had him in his back pocket the whole time, and that yeah. infuriates me to say because I, I hate I Tyrone know, Minks. It's all right, he played well against Chelsea. Then he was quality <laughs> against Chelsea. That head. I love the edits as well. People mount. did of him just standing there, and they put him in different scenarios. Oh. my favorite one it. at the moment oh. is the Liz Trust one. Uh, Liz Trust, Liz Trust one where she does the little curtsy, and it's like the yeah. head off it, and then it cuts yeah, to the I Mason just... Mount guys. <laughs> Oh, man. Brilliant, brilliant. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Have you ever? Have, have, just a quick question: Have you ever been at a game where we beat the Villa before? No, no, no. Oh. no I started going to the Blues quite late in my life. I was about 13, 14, 12, mm. 13, 14. Oh, yeah. I, um, no, I tell you how long ago it was. My first proper Blues game that I remember when I was old enough was when we drew nil nil with Chelsea at St Andrews and Christian Benitez scored and he yes. was offside but he was on I remember that game and that yeah. infuriated me because we it was the, a really weird game we'd started we played at the we swapped ends and Benitez scores it's offside it wasn't offside mm-hmm. which is just even now it still annoys me a little bit uh, and Alex for them hit a free kick and it smashed off the crossbar like literally it hit it so hard it was like rattling for a good five seconds afterwards like like proper as well like it was an incredible strike and we could have won that game as well and Joe Hart was fantastic that game too oh what a, what a guy he was quality that was New Year's Day no that was box no it was sometime in December or January. It was a Christmas fixture because I remember it being cold as bollocks. It was really cold that day, yeah. Mm. What about see, you, Sam? No, I, see, I'm like you, Jamie. I didn't start following the Blues till quite late. I always liked football, but I, I didn't start supporting Blues till 2014, I don't think it was. So the last eight years I've followed I've never been to a Second City derby, so I'd love... Oh, I'd love us to get them in the cup or something, or just just anything to play Villa again. Because I'd love mm. to go to one of those. But no, like yourself, I was I was quite late to things really. So yeah. um, I have seen us beat Villa in the Carling Cup. Yeah, in the cup run. Yeah, 
That's see, I'm I'm gutted. My dad's been a Blues fan all his life, and I remember watching the Villa West Ham and obviously Arsenal game on TV. But obviously, I was a football fan, but not like a Blues fan back then, so I yeah. didn't really get to experience. Like if that happened now, oh my, I'd, I'd lose my mind. But back yeah. then, oh, I I wish I wish I properly supported Blues back then. But there you oh, go. We'll God. have to we'll have to do it again this year in the FA Cup <laughs> or something. <laughs> I will never forget watching Ziggich hit that ball off the floor and just watching Friedel in the air like, no. <laughs> it took forever to go in, honestly. I know, I know. everyone was like, because we're the other side, we're in the Gilmeric, so we were Oh, really? Like, is that gone it? Fuck, it's gone in. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, it was insane. Honestly, That whole night was mad as well because that was another Christmas-type fixture. It was absolutely freezing. Um, and it was like, there was loads of police around and everything. We were sat in the main stand, which is where we sat at the time. We had season tickets there. Um, and uh, like Larson, when he scored, was like, because everybody was stood up. I was trying to stand up on the seats as well. But all the people in front of me were really tall, so I didn't actually see the goal go in. Um, so that was a little bit annoying. I would have been seven, maybe, seven years old. Um, so, yeah, and then that Ziggich goal when it went in was just fucking brilliant. It took forever to mm. go in still. but Oh, you guys are making me so jealous you experienced that and you're at those games and everything. Oh, I wish. I think it was, though, because but... oh, I've seen Bluesville games before. I remember watching the 5-1 on telly, which was, it, that was just awful, that game was. Um, but I, I, that was the first game I'd ever seen us beat Villa. Um, but literally, because I was only young at the time as well, when all the, all the fans start running on the pitch and the flares go out. The celebration sort of wore off because it was like, oh, this is a bit scary now. Um, and my brother was three at the time, maybe. So bringing a three-year-old to a game where it's all kicking <laughs> off on the pitch, it's like, right, we're going to get going now. <laughs> so yeah. that was very interesting. Um, I think... So, so what, so was, was, what s- was your first game then, Zach? I was about to say, although I didn't properly support... like. Well, I didn't follow Blues till 2014. I had been to a few games prior. My very first one, you might remember, you probably won't because it was such a boring game, but I think it was 2011, nil-nil against Wigan. I remember that because that was that was the commemoration of going a year unbeaten, wasn't it? Was it? Uh, made it fortunate St. Andrews. Yeah, yeah we did yeah. stay up and we started Cameron drawing up front in his own the 4-5-1, didn't we? Yes, you're right. So there was that one. that, And I, I think I went to one over that season. I went to... Uh, it was Blues Man United, and I think it was one one. Mm. I think Bowyer yeah. scored. It was it Bowyer in the last mm. minute. It yeah, Berbatov scored for them, and then Bowyer yeah. got the equaliser. Yeah. So those are my only uh, sort of memories of an older version of Blues. So, but yeah, that one we had a full stadium. Yeah, to exp- yeah, a full stadium as well was amazing. But to experience that cup run, oh, I'd give anything to go back and be a proper Blues fan. I really would. I saw all of them from the Brentford game. Uh, I went to that yeah. Brentford uh, night game. Kevin Phillips scored right in front of us, yeah. down at the front, and we won on penalties. Then it was the Villa game. Then it was the West Ham at home one, which I went to. I didn't go see away game. Uh, and then, obviously, the final, which uh, we went to, uh, right up in the gods. I had vertigo as soon as I stood out of the um, uh, onto the fucking, what's it called? The stadium. How did I not forget what that word is? Um, but yeah, as soon as I got in like and looked out onto the pitch, I was just like so lightheaded. I had to sit down for a good five minutes and close my eyes. But then um, obviously got fine after that. Um, You're going to hate me. What? 
I was row 10 in Wembley. I was literally eye to eye with Martins when he tapped it into the oh, net. So oh, wow. the goal. Eye to eye level. Like... I, ne- I didn't celebrate that goal properly because it was like the biggest shock I'd ever witnessed in my life. I genuinely, I went light because I was watching it through two people. I wasn't stood on the chair. And it was like towards the end of the game, I thought, right, this is extra time now. And I'm watching it. I can literally remember seeing it through like like the legs of two people. And I can remember Chesney and Koscielny dropping it. But then I suddenly thought, oh, they're going to clear this. And then as I literally looked to my left and there's Martins, I'm like, oh, my God. And he stuck it in. And I just and again, I just went like completely like almost dropped to my knees in shock. And there's this bloke who just comes flying over the top of us. So I'm celebrating. He goes crashing through all the seats, <laughs> nearly hitting me on the back of the head. I'm like, this is mental. And then when we <laughs> when the final whistle went, again, I nearly dropped to my knees in just shock. Yeah. Um, but then obviously all the tears start flooding out and the realisation we've won a cup. What oh, is yeah. going on? We don't win cups. This is mental. Oh, man, honestly, it was absolutely insane. But the best thing about that goal with Martins was the fact that I don't know. I think every Blues fan in that stadium went silent, looked yeah. at the liner as if say, "You're gonna fucking disallow this. Like, there's gotta yeah. be a reason you're gonna mug us up here." Then when it <laughs> realised, no, it stands. Oh my god! Like, and yeah, the, it was the three steps. It was like offside. No goal. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, it was incredible. It was. It still is the best moment of my life. Absolutely. My favourite memory of that game was the goal followed by. Cameron Drone running one-on-one with the goalkeeper at 2-1 up in the 90th minute and every Blues fan just going the fucking corner and he yeah, just looks yeah. up and does it he just runs yeah, in the he, corner he was <laughs> wicked in those last few yeah. minutes he was brilliant and then and then Seb Larson just crosses it for no reason oh I'm getting frustrated with things Seb we won <laughs> yeah we won fuck it yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll show I think what my first Blues game was Boxing Day 2006 which was against QPR um, and we won 2-1, but I went home at half-time because I couldn't stand the noise. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was going to say, um, oh, my brother don't listen to these, it don't matter. Um, when, <laughs> when we went to the uh, Birmingham Man United game, yeah, because yeah. I remember, obviously, uh, Bowie got that 90th-minute goal. Everyone was going mad. Oh, he was in floods of tears. The noise yeah. was just too much for him. And, oh, yeah, I, I remember that well. But I guess it can be a scary place for a four, five, six-year-old, weren't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, I was talking about this with my mates the other day, though. That first time you walk into a football ground when you're a kid, because um, the reason this conversation came up with my mates is because I was at the uh, I can't remember, Forest Derby game, yeah, last week at uh, Forest, and just seeing um, there was like a group of like like five six year olds, maybe like it, it seemed like a party thing, and like they walked in, and you just saw all their faces light up. I just thought that's yeah. so lovely. Like the first yeah. time you have that as a kid, oh, it's amazing, isn't it? Amazing. Even to be fair, even now walking into grounds or like new grounds in particular, mm. I'm like, oh, this is quite cool, isn't it? It's oh, it's such a good feeling. What's the worst ground you've ever been to? I already know mine on oh. top of my head. Worst ground, Peterborough. Really? Oh, I quite like Peterborough's ground. I was. We won 2-0 that day. Ziggy scored for us away. Like I just, yeah. I just remember Peterborough being a bit shoddy. Mm. No, no, no. I've experience. done Hereford away for a friendly. Really? What was that like? Just fucking bedlam. 
<laughs> let some of the Blues fans in. I think Blues fans are going on the roof, and it was just oh, absolutely, it was just chaos. I was like, oh my god, what's going on? Funnily enough, I was literally about to say I went to see Hereford versus Kidderminster last season, and oh, really? I wasn't, I wasn't the biggest fan of the Hereford ground. Mm. It's not, it's not awful, but yeah, it's it's not the best ground in the world. To be fair, I don't think any of those could beat Luton. It's Luton's terrible. It is. I know, horrific. but there's something quite. I. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've never been looting away. Is there not something quite cool about it? Like just not the way for me. it's so no. compact and like going through a garden to get to the away end. I've said to That's... my dad, if there's one away mm. day, I'd love to do it. Be looting. I mean, that mm. is okay. On a, it's it's sort of okay, but it's the frustrating thing about that was it wasn't. I, I like the idea and the uniqueness of the um, ground. But standing there was horrific because the, it was like, you know, when you have s- small steps that you're walking down to walk down to the um, to the seats. Well, there was a step, but you it, it was it was actually on the row. So you you had to sort of stand on half a step throughout the whole game. <laughs> and it was like that. So my foot was like there and then like, there's half a step. So I'm sort of my, my toes are on the bottom step and my heels are on the top step and I'm sort of weighing back and forward and it's really close and it's really dark and I'm just like it was in the middle of summer as well so I was getting a right I was getting a banging headache I tell you <laughs> I was just stood there just like oh, I've got to yeah, keep on filming they're... somehow just <laughs> I think I think they're uh, they're getting a new ground I think loose and don't so, know when because it's been talked about for ages I don't yeah, know how far yeah. down the line it's but they are getting a new stadium so hopefully we'll be getting a well, no, I'll rephrase that because uh, that will come across wrong. That actually, uh, <laughs> we can but, barely uh, fix our own stadium at the moment. We ain't getting any new yeah. What I was, what I was gonna say is that hopefully we get a new stadium, meaning the one it will be, it'll feel like a new stadium once everybody's yeah. back. I don't want to move. Not well, not yet at no. least. Oh, that's for sure. No, because no. um, no. I, I don't, I don't want to go into bankruptcy again. <laughs> I don't I, think I'd ever want a new stadium ever. I, really? I, ever? Like I, I maybe like. Some adjustments to maybe make it bigger or whatever, but I'd, I'd never want. I'd only be open to the fact if I was in charge of this because I'd keep it <laughs> looking like our ground, not making it into a bowl-shaped stadium like West Ham, Spurs, yeah, Arsenal, yeah. Olympic Marseille. Every single fucking team that seems to be in the world right now has a bowl-shaped stadium. Yeah, I'd keep yeah. it the same-looking one. I'd put it in an area that is got that's known for having Blues fans like Solly or somewhere there. Um, and, and and put it in Sully Hall as well would have like access to the airport as well, which would be quite interesting to have that. Mm. And then the motorways right next to it. Um, I have definitely thought about this before <laughs> with family members that talk <laughs> about it. it out. So it's not Brilliant. like it's just coming to me now. It's like, hmm, maybe this may be the airport. Yeah. I quite like it in Small Hague, personally. It's definitely, mm. yeah. Because when, when I went to Millwall last season, the intimidation I felt of that was like, extraordinary everybody and i mean literally everybody when we're coming through on the coaches is looking at us on the bus and it's like stern face there's loads of like it's like car mending places behind it uh engineering and everything and it's like proper working class it's like fucking hell you're in for it here and i feel like you get a bit that with small leaf as well because there was a couple of burnley fans walking out from the game last night who i could immediately see as they got the burnley shirts underneath their coats just zipping it off immediately just like (laughs) Come on, lad. We're not gonna get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think uh, if we were ever to move, that would be a good location. But I think in terms of a new grant, oh, I, 
I love our ground. It, mm. I, I, I wouldn't, I'd hardly change a thing about it. Well, yeah. obviously, the bottom tiers of the cop and tilt would be nice if they were functioning, but you know what I mean. No, just just fix them. <laughs> I know. Fix I know. God's sake, like, it's been so long. This is the thing. We never seem to have any real updates of like, you, you, normally you see like pictures of these things being done. When was the last picture we saw of like workers actually on the stands? Six months, maybe seven, eight months ago. Sometime Nuts like that. It. It's nice. been ages, absolutely ages. And it's and then, starting to annoy me a little bit because I'm starting to remember all the things that was promised about it at the start of the start of last season. Right. It says it will be done like in the next few weeks. It's just like a technical issue that we need to get around. Yeah. Here we are, what, how many months later and we're fucking still not got it open. Is They're still giving us sort of false promise, promises as well. I, I'm interested to see how this Christmas period is going to play out. And mm. if it is open to the start of next season, because it better be. All right. So I'm sick and tired. Really better be. I, I agree. Yeah. I know. I know. It's been ridiculous, hasn't it? At, at least we're not complaining about the team, though. At least yeah, at the moment, as a Blues fan, we don't have much to complain about. So at least at least we're not complaining about the team for yeah. once in our lives. So Pardon bring on 2023. We'll be moaning about it all. Yeah. Yeah. Pardon the dragging their feet with this flipping takeover. Yeah. yeah. It's been weird, isn't it? Yeah. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a lot of things with the blues. It's just get on with it for God's sake. I know, I know, I know. Everything the seems to take so long. The quicker that goes through, the quicker you get Beelix signature. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. I, 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 I believe that. Yeah, very true. Very true. Uh, joke on it. Be a joke. Builder on them. Yeah, no. it'll sort them out. It'll fix them. Scoop looking dizzy. Oh, sorry, I'm getting <laughs> distracted. <laughs> uh, oh dear. This podcast has gone to shit, honestly. It's, it's, it's off. been a trip down memory lane, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we started talking about um, <laughs> we're talking about like a great game we had last night against Burnley, and then talking yeah. about Blackburn. We've had to make a new meeting because we haven't got the right Zoom license, and now <laughs> we're talking about Bob the fucking builder. And yeah, no, no, no one's you listening. You two anymore. are talking about Bob the fucking builder. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. This podcast needs to end. I've gone mad, to be honest. I'm mad with the idea that we could finish 12th. How, how absolutely depressing is that thought, honestly? We've gone from... Yeah, thank you very much for watching, uh, Jamie and Zach. Thank you very much, boys, for joining me this evening. It's been good. It's been a, it's been a roller coaster, that's for sure. <laughs> and, Enjoyable. Uh, yeah. Fun. It's been and, fun. Yeah. <laughs> Keep right on. Keep right on. Keep right on. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share box ready to go, your mates are already booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.